Today's message is going to be about an age-old controversy. We all love controversy because it excites our senses, makes us think, and brings us into the conversation. But I think the real reason why we like controversy is because it's a lot like gossip. You bunch of sinners. Or is that debtors? Or is it trespassers or transgressors? Or, I don't know, isn't there something in the Lord's Prayer about something like this? Uh, let me see here. So it goes, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So there it is, the controversy. You may not have noticed it right away, but the controversy happens to be that when we say trespasses inside the Lord's Prayer, not everybody does that. Some people use the words debt and debtors instead of trespass or trespasses. And I remember years back, one of my friends from college had purchased a book written by Stephen Colbert. And if you're familiar with Stephen Colbert, he's a comedian. And my friend shared certain excerpts from a book he had written, knowing of my interest in the Bible. And so he went to this part about faith and denominations. And there was a part that talked a little bit about the Lord's Prayer. And Colbert's commentary on it was that this, these words, debts and trespasses, basically caused all the wars and the fighting between Protestants and Catholics. And that's not true. It was just a joke. But you see how serious that this conflict has been. Now, I know that all you out there, you probably aren't as militant about it. You don't want to battle it out over these words. That's not who we are. Um, we do have our own preferences, and that's why we settle to choose whichever word we say when we are reciting the Lord's Prayer. But I don't think that anybody that I'm talking to would be necessarily willing to like leave their denomination or start a war over whether we use the word debt or trespasses. Having said that, truth is important. Getting it right is important. We are dealing in a matter of God's word after all. So today, we will settle this issue once and for all. And I kind of knew that when I started doing this series on the Lord's Prayer, that sooner or later we would make it to this portion where we talk about, is it debts or is it trespasses? But you want to know something? My house, my family, my wife and kids, we don't say either. We say the Lord's Prayer every night and we do not use either the words debts or trespasses. We use the word sin. And you might ask, well, why is that? Well, it's because a professor of mine, when I was in seminary, said that this is the most appropriate word in this case when we pray the Lord's Prayer. But here's another question. Was he right? Well, today we're going to be challenging everyone, including myself, but I think in more of a fun way, though. This is going to be a fun challenge uh, if you're interested in this topic because I'm going to take you on a brief journey. You see, because of what my professor said, I thought this would be an open and shut case. Was it? Well, I'll allow you to make that determination for yourself. You might be wondering, well, what's the original word in the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6.12? Well, it's a Greek word 
Ophelates. Ophelates. And here's the moment of truth. What does Ophelates mean? Are you ready? Do we need a drum roll? Start a drum roll out there. It means debts. And I was so disappointed. But I wasn't too surprised because when I started going through all the different translations of the Bible, including the King James Version, all of them were saying debts and debtors. So I kind of assumed that in this instance that the word probably meant debts. Now I was expecting something totally different. So why on earth would anyone suggest that it could be trespass? Or in my case, sin? Well, this is where it starts to get interesting. Because Matthew 6 is not the only chapter in the Bible containing the Lord's Prayer. Turn with me now to Luke chapter 11. Luke 11, 2-4 reads, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Wow, now we got a problem, right? And guess what? I looked up the word in this case for sins, and it was exactly the Greek word that I was expecting back in Matthew, hamartias, hamartias. The word literally translates into sin. Now we've got a big controversy, though, because this is essentially the same prayer in two parts of Scripture, but now we are reading two different things. What is going on? Are you ready for it? Well, although Jesus probably spoke Greek, Koine Greek, to be precise, in this context, he would have been speaking his own native language, Aramaic. So what did he say in Aramaic? Well, we don't know, but the biblical, the biblical writers probably knew. In fact, when translating it from Aramaic to Greek, Matthew, who is at the Sermon on the Mount, probably said, okay, well, we don't have a perfect translation for the word that Jesus is using, but I think that the closest thing for what Jesus was communicating would be debt. And this makes sense because Matthew, when you think about it, because this is how the Holy Spirit uses their personalities, Matthew, when you think about it, what was his profession? Well, he was a tax collector. So the word debt, a word that would translate into debt, makes perfect sense. And then one of the apostles probably shared this with Luke. And while Luke was translating this into Greek, he probably said that the best translation would be the word sin. So time out. Isn't the same spirit guiding the both of them? Can the Holy Spirit contradict himself? And would he not lead them in the same direction? Well, he most certainly did lead them in the same direction while using their own personalities to give us a complete understanding of this word in the Lord's Prayer. By looking at the two, we can see that they give us a complementary understanding of what Jesus was saying in the Lord's Prayer. And our true problem that we need forgiven of and others do as well is sin. And inherently within our sin, we are placed into spiritual debt with God and with one another. Which is why forgiveness is so important. Which leads me, which leads me to one final word. And don't worry, I wasn't going to leave it out. 
What about trespasses? Isn't that what the majority of Christians use when they pray this prayer? It's found in neither version. Well, let me put your spirits at ease here because I found it. Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. We have a new word introduced here in the Greek. It's paraptoma. When I looked up the meaning for this word, this is what Strong's Exhaustive Concordance of the Bible says. A side slip, error, or transgression, fall, fault, offense, sin, and here you go, trespass. So don't you feel so much better now? And mind you, verses 14 and 15 are totally related to the Lord's Prayer. They provide a commentary on the importance of forgiving other people and how that is directly related to God forgiving us. And that truly is the takeaway from this portion of Scripture. I don't think it's wrong for us to get tied up in a proper biblical translation. This is the Word of God, after all, so we need to be steadfast, we need to be precise, we need to get it right. It should be translated in a very specific way. And having said that, we need to keep it in mind that the English is a translation of the original manuscripts. And for apologetical purposes, we need to keep in mind that Jesus himself was probably not speaking Greek most of the time, which was why we needed the apostles to communicate the message of Jesus to the world. The Holy Spirit led them in how to get it right. So now that we got that out of the way, what is this portion of the Lord's Prayer revealing to us? Well, for one, it is telling us another important component of prayer. Confession and repentance. You can find examples of this throughout the Bible, that we are to pray that God forgives us of our sins. Another important component of this that Protestant evangelical churches don't do a very good job with is confessing sins to one another. You find this command specifically in James 5.16, but that's a different topic for another day. Second, we learn that we are to forgive other people of their sins. We are to ask God when we are praying to forgive us of our sins as we forgive others of their offenses against us. The fact that the commentary following the Lord's Prayer addresses this specifically should inform us of how seriously Jesus took this component. He could have commented on anything else within the prayer or the entire prayer itself, but he zeroed in on this. And doesn't that make sense? He came as a sacrifice of atonement. He came to die so that we might be forgiven of our sins. So it only makes sense that we would forgive one another as well. Finally, it's revealed that if we do not forgive others of their sins, God our Father will not forgive us of our sins either. What a litmus test for the believer. If you fail to forgive others of their sins, you must ask yourself, Am I really a believer? Am I really saved? Am I following God? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But if you don't forgive others who have wronged you, I would recommend an emphasis 
on the fear and trembling. God says you cannot expect him to forgive you your sins if you do not forgive others of theirs. Let's wrap this up. I'm delighted by the reality that God, through the wisdom of his Holy Spirit, did not give us a clear answer to a word that we should use in this portion of the Lord's Prayer. Instead, what he has given us is a principle to live by. Forgive others as our Father in heaven forgives us. I thank you for joining me for today's sermon. My name is Bill Sang from Faith Presbyterian Church. You can join us on Sunday mornings at 1030. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.